tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Big pick set out on top, but the ball is loose. And now they get it to see that it's going to be Louisville in front. I shook up the world. In BCS Bowl terms, you guys shook up the world. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, you're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. I shook up the world. First and third, two out. The 2-2 from Iggy. Swing and a miss. The cards are headed to Omaha. Welcome to another edition of Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show right here on 93.9 The Bill. I'm Ethan Morris, Taylor Lynch, Zach Cantrell behind the glass. Zach Attack! <laughs> you know what we do here <laughs> at LSL, all things UFL football, basketball, and recruiting. T-Money's ready to go. He's feeling better. I'm glad to be back. Uh, yes. Hey, I'm a big J uh, now. With this gentleman. That's right. He's a capital big, big capital J, J journalist. journalist over here. No, that's right. Yeah, I heard I heard you um, firing off those questions to CL uh, earlier, man. I tell you what, uh, you're all over it. Seriously. Well, gentlemen, yeah. I... I don't know um, where where to start. I don't know if there's anything anything worth discussing that, that's happening here recently. So um, no know, more statements today, we- right? How about the weather? <laughs> it's a beautiful day beautiful today. day out. Like 50 degrees, sunny. Like I would have anticipated, it would have been gray and dreary. Just that would have been more fitting, actually. Well, have uh, to you know not to not to woge bomb here at 8:03, but have we seen? Have you guys seen the Jeff Goodman tweet? You probably haven't seen it yet because he just sent it out two minutes ago. No. Uh, Louisville AD Josh Hurd met with multiple Louisville players today to get their thoughts on Kenny Payne and the entire situation with the program before making a decision. Sources have told uh, the Messenger. Source said, heard leaning towards making a move with Payne, quote, fairly soon. Good. This is coming from Jeff Goodman. All right. So, uh, yeah, break, well, there you go. Starting off with breaking news a there little bit go. here on LSL. Uh, yeah, Taylor, I had not seen that. I thought you were going to be bringing up Ashton Gelati's announcement. Well, that too. Just moments ago as well that he is returning. I love how we had that video then at the very end with, with that. With that slight grin, I'm going to be returning mm-hmm. for 2024. A massive piece for, for the football program as 
Gelati was an All-American, All-ACC-type performer. Uh, cannot wait to watch that young man ball out again and dominate um, opposing quarterbacks and offensive lines. But, yeah, this speaks, Taylor. Uh, great job, as always, last night on the postgame. A lot of spirited, passionate callers. Absolutely. Card Nation cares. Card Nation cares. Last night, um, you know, I think that was – you saw the foundation starting to splinter. Um, you know, you had the, the Virginia Tech loss, and people were like, eh, yeah, nobody really talked about it. They were kind of just still coming down from the ACC championship. Uh, DePaul ratcheted it up um, to DEFCON 5, and I think last night uh, there's nobody supporting pain um, anymore. And and, and that's, that's a sad situation just simply because of how bad the program is right now uh i'm sure everybody that's listening right now has seen you know the national writers last night taylor i'm sure you're well aware of what you're doing post game i louisville's uh, a national punching line oh yeah punching bag punching punch bag. line whatever yeah and uh, it, it's an embarrassment um we've said that again if you listen to lsl or the post game shows they are tarnishing the brand um, Kenny Payne was hired to fix the program, and he's made it um, ten times worse. And, I, and that's not even um, a discussion. That's not even a debatable topic anymore. And, you know, some people think, thought I took a little bit of a victory lap uh, on Twitter this morning. And it was just – I feel like I just had to get that off my chest. Taylor, you might feel similarly. But how many times were we told when we were just pointing out – the obvious it's red flags concerns keep that same energy mm-hmm. when when the team gets better mm-hmm. or the other one was go go find another team then if you don't like that those were the nice and ones it, yeah those were the nice yeah. things we were told because trust me we heard plenty of other things that were not nice and and you and i were both nor were they true nor were they true no and you and i were raked over the coals and called names and all kinds of stuff so in that aspect, will I take a victory lap? You damn well better believe it, because all of those all of those same people that were coming for us. How do you like it now? How, how do you enjoy sitting in this for the last season and a half? Is it fun? It, do you enjoy it now? Yeah, yeah, and that and that's what's sad too, man. It's just you know you had you had you know members of of the fan base, um, you know just arguing all the time and i think now once once this this move with pain is made and again i have no what taylor just read that is the absolute latest information on anything um i've heard there were some rumblings that maybe something could break tomorrow but again nothing official on that end but after this happens i just look forward again to the day where card nation um can come together be united um, and we can all, you know, lock arm in arm and cheer for the team yes. um, that we care so passionately about. And it's going to take it's going to take some time for um, this decision to be made about in, in regarding getting a new coach in here. But after that, I don't think Taylor at all. It's going to take uh, the fan base uh, very long to heal and to unite once again. Your thoughts? No, I I, I think so. I think that this fan base, for the majority of it. Uh, is is ready to move on. The majority of this fan base is ready to make a change, get back to the good vibes, the good feelings, and have everybody in in lockstep and rowing in the same direction. And I think that 
we're we're all ready to get back to that. I know I'm ready to get back to that. Uh, I, I'm I'm ready to, to you know not see fans battling fans online and 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 you know have this. It, it's it's funny. This hire was supposed to bring the old guard back in and 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 bring some you know unity uh, across it and and really it it splintered this fan base. I think in a way that. Like nope. never before. Nobody could really have anticipated the likes of which we've never seen before. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I. But I. It was. It was ironic because it was not what this hire was supposed to be. This hire was supposed to be, you know, bringing the fan base back together and 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 bringing in uh, the, those that had felt ostracized uh, under the previous regimes and getting them all back together. And, and it didn't. It didn't do that. It. It. All it did was was splinter the fan base more and. It's going to be interesting to see what the next head coach does and and what what his mindset is and and what uh, what he wants to do. Personally, Ethan, I don't know how you feel, but I could care less about this this need to kind of get the get the alumni back involved and and get the get the Denny guys back involved and, and all the. the Yes, there should always be an open door policy, and and the alumni should always be involved in the program and should always be welcomed back. But it just felt like it was shoved down our throats for the first year, at least, if not more, of of Kenny Payne's tenure. And you know, I I need a lot of things from this basketball program, but what I don't need is is to sit at uh, Denny Crumb's memorial and have Daryl Griffith tell me how to fan. And I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, it was just one of the many weird, awkward moments um, in this in this tenure. Even if you're on it, Kenny Payne's side, like it, let's just say you are, isn't this hard enough for him? Isn't it embarrassing to be parading him around? Like let the man just have some dignity left because mm-hmm. he you want to still remember him as a great person. Mm-hmm. You still want to remember him as a Louisville legend, as a basketball player, and all that kind of stuff. And every game and every minute he's still the head coach, all that goodwill is starting to fade and go away. So just let the man leave with some dignity. He knows what's best for the program. Everybody knows what's best for the program at this point. And every minute that he's still the head coach is just getting you further and further from that. But look, the crumb guys, you know what will bring them back closer again? Winning. Mm-hmm. They don't. If they would just win, no matter who it is, they'll all come back. Yes. It's that simple. The, that, at the end of the day, yes, at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want to do. You want to engage the fan base? Cool. Great. I would love that. You mm-hmm. don't want to engage the fan base? Okay, but you better win. And back to your point, Taylor, that you made earlier about um, you know, the alumni and stuff. I, I'm with you. I think that that's a very uh, vital part of the program. There should always be an open-door policy. Um but we should not ever listen to outside influences. We're going to have to let our AD make this decision um, and let this be his decision alone. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the vast majority of alumni would want that as well. And I think when you talk about all of the missteps and the errors that, that Coach Payne has made, it felt like to me during his first few months on the job, it was like he was the um, – director of alumni instead of the basketball yeah. coach he was more like engrossed in welcoming welcoming back um you know past cardinal greats and past cardinal basketball players which is all well and good but again you have somebody in that role that's not what the head coach should be doing no and then instead 
he neglected the backcourt. He didn't He didn't um, really give the kids that much mind of the local kids that wanted to play here, i.e. Sean East, who is now at Missouri. Um, Davion McKnight, now at Xavier, formerly of Western Kentucky. And, you know, the red flags were aplenty. We don't have to recite them all. No. Um, but I think last night is is – uh, and I, I, Spencer spoke on the drive, and, he, and I think he, he described it eloquently. He was talking about, like, just the, the malaise when you watch. Like, we don't have a sense of, like, a, a very strong emotion in, in the result, but we do in how the games unfold. And that was that was exactly how I felt the past uh, – or this, this, this entire season, like – I wasn't upset at the losses per se because I'm so just numb to them. Yes. But last night was an absolute disgrace of an effort it's not from this that, basketball team. It's not that they're losing; it's how they are losing these games. And and I don't I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this a lot ever, but both the players and the coaches deserve to be booed last night after that horrendous display of college basketball i'm glad the booze rained down mm-hmm. and quite frankly i'm surprised they, they haven't they haven't been any louder until last night but that type of just non-effort and when you have the acc network announcers saying this is embarrassing they're not trying on defense i mean it's it just and then you have a coach there that just that just you know hands on his hips hands up in the air he doesn't have an answer once again, with the post game, the questions were asked about Karan Davis. Um, that was about, so mismanaged. God, oh that's just another gosh. another example of the of the terrible messaging and the the part of the job that obviously on the court Kenny struggled, but the PR part of the job, the the shaking hands and kissing babies and talking to the media and building a relationship with the media was something that Kenny was never able to do, has not been able to do during his time here. And it was, it was prevalent again last night. I mean, to, to just give non answer there, there's a difference in giving coach speak and then just giving non answers. And and Kenny wasn't even giving coach speak last night. He was just flat out not answering the question. And it wasn't like, he was being asked hard-hitting, difficult questions. He was being asked, what the hell happened with Karan Davis and why did we get two different statements? And he kept saying, well, we issued a statement. Yeah, Kenny, which one? Because you issued two. So which, which and, statement and he, was The it? whole point, too. Yeah, and the whole point, Taylor, too, he was like, I, I believe we issued a statement. Man, you knew you issued the state. The statements were issued because you have to okay that. Right. Like, Come on. Uh, and that's just the stuff, too. Or if you're transparent, or if you just say, um, Karan Davis broke some team rules. He's you know he's no longer a part of the team. Don't say he's not in trouble. You could have done that a on month ago, Ethan. Exactly. And then a week later, he's dismissed after there was this thing. It's just like it, there's so many just missteps. And, you know, he hasn't uh, reportedly he hasn't taken the advice uh, of getting, you know, help in the PR department. He wants to go it alone. He's been so walled off um, and, and it shows. And it's just like that's that's the part, man. Like you could there were so many chances, Taylor, where he could just help himself 
and he refused. Mm -hmm. Off the court, on the court, it's been a a complete mess. All right, we got a full bank of phone calls, E-Money, so if you want to start rocking. All right, let's go to Lawrence, who's been patiently waiting. Lawrence, welcome in, man. What's going on? What up, Taylor? What up, Ethan? What up? You know, I'm disappointed in University of Louisville right today. You want to know why? Because this man still got a job for you. I said last night, you got 24 hours to do something about this because us fan base cannot take this no more. And no peep today. No practice today. They're going to view video on Friday of what? Of this horrible game that happened last night? This thing. Oh. And, and Lawrence, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did I did stand corrected. I, I came out with a tweet and I said, you know, that, you know, after this embarrassing loss, you're still going to have a day off. NCAA rules state that you do have to have a mandatory day off. Um, however, a friend pointed out, um, you know, why couldn't that day off have been Monday? I mean, after after such an embarrassing showing, you would think you would want to get in the gym. Hopefully, there's some sort of air quote voluntary workout um, end quote uh, today after that showing because there there were certain there was a message that needed to be sent. And you know, hopefully against Pepperdine, um, a lot of those players are sitting the bench because again that that piss poor defensive display uh, is unacceptable all day every day. Okay, they're gonna sit the bench. Who you gonna put in there? Then? Mm. Like, it won't. It won't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, so like I said, it don't matter because we ain't probably not gonna be favoring that game either. <laughs> yep, gonna, yep. Like, I, like, like I said, like I said, don't put this Ethan. When you go on your walk, not watching Kentucky and Louisville game, <laughs> you probably won't be alone. Oh yeah. I, I mean, more people are gonna I, not watch it than ever. Absolutely. And why would you? I mean, unless you unless you want your blood pressure going through the roof and getting fired up and super angry. And I'm saying this right now. Whoever the next head coach is going to be, make sure he understands transition defense, transition <laughs> offense, rebounding, working hard, punishing kids when they do wrong on the court, not losing to Leanne Ryan, Charlotte, not losing to bad teams, beating bad yep. teams. I just don't. I just want a head coach who got coaching experience. No more um, coaches who getting their first job as a head coach. No more of that. Because we tried that and look what happened. We need a head coach with head coaching experience. And if that's the wrong thing, so be it. At this point, yeah. I don't care who the next head coach is going to be. Long, long as it's not bad, like 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 this coach right here is. Like we. <laughs> We just learned better. Like we learned better. I I try, I did not call you other children today because I cause I cause I, I couldn't throw my mouth even. I probably would have been <laughs> cuss, cussing a storm today. So well, other than that, you man, wouldn't be the only one in the city. Other than that, man, thank great to see um Galati coming back for another year. Yep. Him with him and Storm going to dominate that defensive line and. Hopefully we get that um, defense alignment from Duke too, because like I said, Jeff Brown is setting up his team to probably win 15 games next year. Because if they do win 15 games, that's gonna be great. And Jeff Brown, like maybe, maybe Kenny Payne in this um, university will learn something from Jeff Brown. 
Jeff Brown understands he lives and breathes Louisville, Louisville sports. He understands the situation when you come to be a head coach at Louisville. The, the next coach better understand that when they come to be a head coach in basketball. Jeff Walls, you're the man. Word, word. Thanks for the phone call, Lawrence, man. I think, um, Taylor, he brings up a good point in terms of the next coach. We need somebody that's obsessed with basketball. Yeah. And everything, like lives, breathes, eats, sleeps it, like like Patino was, like Jeff Brom is in football, like Jeff Walls is uh, with his women's basketball. You need somebody program. that literally have, doesn't have a life. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, honestly, like all they do is they coach basketball. Yeah. And, again, I think, too – um, you know, in terms of Payne's qualities, he is a terrific mentor. He cares about his players. He mm-hmm. cares about the kids. No doubt. But he's a good mentor and a good assistant coach. Yep. And that's it. He's not a head coach there is a, at this level. There is a massive difference from the second chair or the third chair to the first chair. And we've talked about it on this show quite a bit. And, and it is something that people underestimate. That is a massive jump from being a guy that makes suggestions to being the guy that makes decisions. Sometimes you got to be a bleep hole if you're going to be the head coach in this business. That's just the reality, and it's just not indoctrinated into him to not be that. I, it's commendable for him to be a mentor. It's commendable to be a good assistant coach. There are a lot of people that are good at that that just simply are not head coaches. And look, People need to understand Louisville basketball should not be lowering their standards for anybody. This is a top 10 program of all time, yep. and they need to act like it. They need to swing for the fences, and nothing short of making the tournament year in and year out. As we've said so many times around here, the basketball season should begin with the NCAA tournament, and we really should the season should really start at the Sweet 16 if Louisville basketball yeah. is rolling. That's, it'll that's get, the expectation. Yes, it'll get back to that point. Yeah, we, absolutely. We've said it so many times. The standard is the standard, and it does not change. You're right. That's the I show mean, slogan right there. Louisville Sports Lab. Exactly. Slo- <laughs> yes. The standard. standard's the standard. standard. It is. 8150-939 is the number. The EPS Jobs text line is 3831-939. Tay, uh, Taylor, you want to go back to the phones? Yeah, let's go. Uh, who do we have up next, Zach? We got James. James, welcome in, man. What's up? Good evening, fellas. Greetings. First things first, thank you all for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for taking my call this entire time, since the beginning. Thank you for not calling me silly and not saying that I don't know what basketball is and <laughs> calling me a U.K. fan because I was called that again this week after I called and said somebody said something that they said an improvement on substitution patterns. <laughs> For Louisville basketball. So I want to thank you for treating me like a, uh, a Louisville fan uh, and the rest of us that uh, that called this crap out from the very beginning. Um, the next coach I would like to get, how about we hire him after the tournament, fellas? After all the good coaches are done playing, how about we do that? What do y'all think about that? I'm down. I mean, I think I mean, it's going to be painful. that would be? Wouldn't that be the proper way of doing things? If you were going to hire a coach, wait till after the tournament starts yeah. or ended. I mean, yeah. when you when you look at how this started from the very beginning, it's written. I mean, guys, and I'm glad you all brought up the ex players and stuff because I know I've been harsh on them lately too uh, because they've been bashing me as a as a fan. Uh, but 
the fact of the matter is, Rick Pitino did not run Denny Crum out of here, okay? Denny did that himself because he was losing, guys. He was losing. That's why Denny had to go. And the blame, uh, the, the, the fans that, 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 you know, that love Rick, I, that, that's silly. This program should not be burdened because of Denny Crum. And because of Denny losing. And I grew up watching Denny Crum. I love Denny Crum, man. Like, no, I love Denny. Nobody wanted to see that. I was in high school when that happened. That was that was just, it was terrible. You get free tickets like you can today. But it had to be done. Kind of like today. Denny needs to be going, guys. And I'm sorry, it's nothing personal. But I can't get a job making that kind of money if I've never done it before. It's that simple. And that's why we called it out from the get-go. He was a bag man. Right? Bloomington, Indiana? Ring a bell, anybody? Thank you. I mean, I think that, and James, James, to your point, too, yeah, I think when when it comes time to hire another coach, um, you you certainly want a coach with experience, with tournament success, um, coming from, you know – would, would hopefully be another major type of program. But I think I think now this is just a learning lesson um, for all of us. I, I think uh, hopefully once there is a new coach in place, the fan base can be united again. Um, former players, Cardation can be all one. And then we can all go in the same direction of instead of fighting amongst these, each, ourselves, fighting with the fans, with the uh, with the team up the road. You know what I mean? I, I want to get back to those yeah. days that we have a rivalry game and we're battling um, our friends to the east, Easy. not each other. Easy. And I think it's going to get there. Um, we're still yep. going to have to wait, you know, a few more months, several more weeks. But I think, um, you know, Hurd's going to do what he needs to do and there's going to be better days ahead. Thanks for the phone call as always, James, man. Um, you know, it's a loyal listener as well and a loyal um Caller to the Coors Light postgame shows as well. Did you know the Kentucky game's next week? Uh, there, swear jar. Team uh, up the road. There, there's the first one. Uh, but yeah, there you go. How crazy is it that it's less than a week away, or I, I think it's exactly a week from today, and we're yeah. not even talking. It's not about even been a thought. It. It's not a thought process. Like people used to get nervous and build the whole week yeah, up yeah. to that game, and it just doesn't. It doesn't register. It's unthinkable. Yeah. But before we get to the next um, phone call, I do have um, uh, a special announcement that needs to be made. Okay, go for go it. Go cards. Yeah. All right. So my youngest, she's um, she's down in the home studio, so she wanted to say go cards. So, Absolutely. Um, she did that. We love uh, that. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I do want to see that Taylor moving forward. That uh, you know, once once there is a new coach in place, I don't like the infighting with the fans, and I don't like. Um, you know, just where we are from a vibe perspective. I, I, I want all, when we hear former players, I don't want that negative connotation associated. Right. Like like uh, it like it is, I think, unfairly um, for, the, for the vast majority. I mean, you know, they have earned um, their stripes with this program, three national championship teams, ten Final Four teams, dozens of Elite Eight and Sweet 16 teams, and even down to the walk-ons. You know, they represent the, this program. They put in their blood, sweat, and tears. They represented the city. And once this new hire is made and brought in, I just want everybody, you know, 
the entire basketball, Louisville basketball community to just kind of hit the reset button and we can all lock arms and and go in the same direction and, and never kind of fall back to where we are right now. Absolutely. Let's go back to the phone lines. Daniel has been patiently waiting. Daniel, welcome into LSL. What's on your mind, man? Appreciate you all for doing the show and taking my call. Um, to, to one thing that I just thought of with the, with the previous caller, to call uh, uh, Kenny a bag man, I, I just found to be uh, quite hilarious. I, I mean, I don't even know what that means as it's like it's some sort of conspiracy that somebody hired Kenny to be a crappy program and him to take the fall for it. I just find that to be uh, unequivocally preposterous to assert that as as well, Daniel. For for that, like that was just 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 a guy to get a. Just, he was just a bag man in that terms. Was just a recruiter um, to bring in the players. Okay, all if right. That makes more, if that makes more sense, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the the one thing that that I don't really hear very much, and I've been listening to a lot of radio here recently, and there's obviously I am one of the unhappy fans. Um, as far as the basketball program goes, one, one thing that I wanted to ask you guys about is um, I haven't heard Kenny Klein's name brought up in terms of an important thing that has happened in the last few years and, and in a long time. Um, and so if you look at Kenny um, uh, K, KP, if you look at his messaging from day one, it was something along the lines of which really rubbed me the wrong way for a new coach to say I took this job for the city of Louisville and for the university. I don't think I've ever heard a coach say anything of the sort when they got hired for a position. It's usually, hey, I'm, I'm a badass, and, and I'm here to make your program better, and you want me as your head coach sort of a thing, and, and I'm going to rock it out. Uh, and it was kind of weird uh, when, when I, I remember he- hearing KP say that from day one, and I, just, I, I, I can't help but wonder if Kenny Klein would have said, Hey Kenny, uh, maybe we need to craft your message a little bit better. And I, I wonder who, who the sports information director is that's telling him, you know, to, that that his his current uh, messaging is uh, a okay or whatever, what, whatever type of uh, information that he's getting from his sources behind the scenes and, and all of that stuff that that, that are there that and put in their roles to help him craft his messaging. Because I mean, you know, it, it's it's the elephant in the room. It's not working clearly, and and it's. And it's a faulty message, and so I just can't help but wonder who's the SID that that is allowing this messaging to continue. And do you all think that Kenny Klein would have had something to say as far as you know steering that ship in the right direction, so to speak? I just haven't heard really anybody address that. And I think that you know there's a reason why Rick Pitino bought him a car at at a certain point uh, because he was so important to what Rick Pitino was doing at the time. So I'll hang up and listen to y'all's response. Appreciate the show, guys. Daniel, thank you. Yeah, Taylor, that's a, that's a, a another angle in all this. And, and so, um, based on what I've heard, is that he was try assistance was offered to help in that area, mm-hmm. and it was rebuffed. So, um, and, and then in terms of that, the 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 fiasco yesterday, Oof. like the sports information director releases it at the coach's. Um, request so yes they do that but the coach is the one behind all of that now they can sh- you know share maybe try to share some advice but it's th- the bottom line is it is it is on the coach um for that um and if you if if you know coach Payne wants to send something out then then he'll send something out but something again 
what KP has done in terms of just coaching is not tying up the loose ends, not paying attention to the little details. Well, that bleeds over into the PR um, arena. I mean, Taylor, how many times have we said, like, there's the game and then there's the presser? Oh, yeah. And and if you listen to his messaging there and then you had that, that you know, all that confusion yesterday, you're not surprised. You're not surprised at all about that because that's what you see when he's with the media. So, yeah, Daniel brings that. That's a great angle that has not been discussed about, but it is not on the SID um, for yesterday. That was on – now, they're gonna, they had to craft another statement because the, the T's weren't, weren't crossed and the I's weren't dotted. Uh, you know they 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 you know they wanted to take the high road with Karan Davis. I get it, but like you're going to have to communicate, and that's why when that you know when that rumored practice incident happened, and then he doesn't play a second after that, and but then he says he's not in trouble, but he's not he's on the team, he's not in trouble, but he's not traveling with us. That's why everybody scratched their head. You're like what? And then you know you still. He gets asked about it, and he gives these vague general answers like he does with everything. Speaks in riddles. Only, exactly. But you're left to speculate. So then it's like, you know, well, I heard this. Well, yeah, you might have heard it because we don't know exactly what happened because he hasn't been forthcoming. And, and let me be clear. Coach Payne, just like any other coach, doesn't have to give us specifics. No. But he has to say – he violated team rules. He did his conduct conduct was detrimental to the program, so he's suspended. You can still, you know, say you love the kid and want what's best for him, but he's suspended right now. He's getting taught a lesson because he did something he should have, he shouldn't have, and he did something that's detrimental to the program. That's it. You're not speaking in generalities. You're telling everybody that he is suspended. And then you're so then now the question becomes What's going on with Karan Davis? Or you could just say, you know, as this, how long do you feel like this suspension will last? At least we know there's a suspension. At least we know he's not dismissed. And then when push comes to shove, I mean, we said this weeks ago, he's going to enter the transfer portal. I mean, he's, he's going to. There's no, there's no like, uh, there's no secret decoding that has to go on that that would lead you to believe any other option. <laughs> right. But then when you when you weren't forthcoming with everything, you weren't totally transparent. He didn't play after this rumored practice incident. It's like the speculation is uh, is will only grow. And so again, just there's so many missteps, Taylor, on on the court and off. And this is just the latest of them. And I mean, hell. We're not even talking about the game yesterday, for the most part. Leading up to it, you're talking about uh, the Karan Davis situation and the messaging. Meanwhile, he's out in front of the curve. He's, he appears to be more PR savvy than, than Coach Payne. He's out there showing his report card off. <laughs> he's going to be there supporting the women's right. team and, and his teammates. And he was there. And then, Yeah. I mean, he was he had celebrity status. There were so many people that went up to him, took his picture. Yeah, Terry Miner's um, got a selfie with him. I mean, come on. I mean, but, but how just off is this whole thing? Oh, just I know. Everything. Like, he's not in trouble, but then there was that rumored practice incident. He doesn't play after that, and he's not. He's still on the team, but he's not suspended, but he's going to transfer. But then the kid said he, had, he didn't say he was going to transfer, and then the other statement that's issued that he was dismissed. Dude. Like, 
Come it's on. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We got a full bank of phone calls. When somebody drops off, you guys can drop in. 8150-939 is the number. Let's go to Brad, who's been waiting. Brad, welcome in, man. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for doing this tonight. I tell you what, JP there, I'd really like to see what his attendance was in college on that communications class. He wasn't there too much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, uh, being a farmer basketball manager, uh, Kenny Klein, definitely. I got to send out props to him, Hall of Famer, no question. But I sent this uh, message to uh, Ethan earlier today, you know, the page is going to be turned on Kenny. We all know that. Maybe as early as tomorrow. If not tomorrow, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. Um, I just think we need to move on, uh, especially with the fan base. You know, think ahead, get some peace of mind on who the next guy is to turn this situation around. And, you know, in that information I listed, and I want to get your guys' full opinion, all three of you, Scott Drew, Mick Cronin, Chris Beard, Shaka Smart, and uh, Eric Musselman. Those are the five guys. I know Tang, I'd, I'd consider him honorable mention, but I think, number one, we can't go into this thing. Tang did a good job last year. This year, I'm not so sure what he's doing, but two years' experience after Kenny's situation. We need a guy that's been there, done that. Musselman, he's the oldest guy out of that crew. Jacques Smart's the youngest. You look at winning percentages. Uh, Muspus is top, then Beard. Uh, Drew's actually got the least amount, but uh, he's got the only uh, title out of them. Uh, all, let's see, all but one, Must didn't go to the Final Four. He went to two Final Eights. The other guys went to Final Fours. But if you look at the big picture, you know, uh, Cronin's uh, buyout, $16 million. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think a lot of people want him PR nightmare. Uh, Drew, I don't think will come. We kind of circled that wagon kind of, uh, must bus. I'm hearing he's, he's probably just too pricey and smart. Wouldn't be bad, but I, I come to beard guys. I come to beard and I know there was drama last year, but that's a, he said, she said, no charges were filed. Uh, the guy moved on with his life. He's doing great things down at Ole Miss. The guy knows how to coach. He'd be electric here at first, maybe a little pushback. But I think that is the guy Hurt's got to zero in on. Maybe he doesn't want to come here, but if he does, we need to make it worth his while, and he will have us in that tournament next year, and who knows beyond that. So I just want to get your guys' opinion. Uh, I know I went long, but keep up the good work, and uh, better days are going to be ahead of us. We just need to get through, and like you guys said earlier, let's join arms and go cards. Thanks, guys. There we go. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, I mean, for, from those guys on the list, I think um, unless there's a, a, another guy that emerges, I, I would put Jordan a little bit higher up um, on, mm -hmm. on my list. But yeah. if, if the coach comes from one of those guys on that list – I mean, you're going to get – I mean, that would be an accomplished coach that, that that's done a lot that kind of checks all the boxes, right? I mean, tournament experience, success, wins. Um, so I, I think, though, now, with, again, the writing on the wall, that a decision will be made sooner rather than later, you're going to have plenty of time 
to assess the landscape, to, to assess who is the best fit here. And then just, just buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you can only imagine the rumors and the stories oh, yeah. that we're going to hear for the next few weeks. Well, I heard so-and-so's interested. So-and-so's wife was in town looking at, you know. Looking at houses. Looking at houses. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're going to hear all of that. The airplane um, trackers. Think, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But, like, you know, but, again, I mean, Zach said it too, man. Like, Louisville is a top ten program of all time. You could make the argument Louisville's a top five job, top ten at the absolute worst. Um, the resources are there. The money's going to be there. Yes, the buyout. Hopefully, um, Heard and Payne can negotiate a settlement like they did with Coach Mack. Um, you know, uh, and then we can, you know, turn this page and keep it moving and then build um, for the future. Um, and so I, I'm hopeful that our big, big dollar boosters will step up. Um, we need that. Once you get a new coach in here and you have that breath of fresh air, then I think that's when you'll see from the basketball side, I think you're going to see the 502 circle take off because yeah. you're going to have the fans are going to be confident enough. To like I'm going to give my money to this collective for basketball now because I have confidence in the program, have confidence in the coaching staff moving forward. So that's where I go with that. And I do want to give a shout-out to Zach Greenwell because he is the SID now. He's done a fantastic Absolutely, job. Absolutely, 100%. And he is, and I'm telling you, the first year plus uh, on the job, I mean, that, that's the same thing with KP. So he's he, – He's been he phenomenal. Gone, he, he's been fantastic. Um, and, you know, we hope he's here for, for, for the long term as well. He's a young guy. Um, cut his teeth at Western, did a great job there. And, again, he's doing a fantastic job here at Louisville. And he's had to put up with a lot of stuff behind the scenes just early on as well. So I want to give him his props uh, as well. He certainly deserves them. Absolutely. No doubt. He's really good at his job. And every one of those names, Louisville should reach out to all of them. There is no name outside of, like, two or three that is too big for the Louisville job. No, like Chaka Smart should be out there. Beard should be out there. Give them a call. Make them say no. These are very veteran coaches that have proven to have success. Like you don't want to hire somebody that has not been a proven winner after this experiment. I wanted Drew the last time this whole thing started. I don't think he's going to leave Baylor, though. I just think he's built that program up enough. I I can't see him leaving, but you you make him say no. Yeah, and you make Jay Wright say no. You also make Jay Wright say no. Oh, but the yeah, Bring Brom home guy, his pick was Mick Cronin. Now he's doing the hashtag yeah. Mick is the pick. Yeah. Mike hey, Cronin. Look, listen, I mean, and so, like, last year, I remember, like, this time last year, uh, or two years ago, it looked, you know, Payne, or Mick's name emerged as well, and I was just like, man, I don't really know. But, I mean, since at UCLA, a Final Four and two Sweet 16s, right. um, they won 31 games a couple years ago. They're in the high 20s <laughs> last year. I think right now they're 6-3. and three. Like, yes, you talk about somebody that you want to fit in with the community, fit into the program, lives, breathes, and sleeps, eats basketball, that's Mick Cronin. You want a passionate guy on the, on the sideline? That's Mick Cronin, and at UCLA, he has shown the ability to get to the second weekend and compete for championships. So that's what you want out of a coach. And do it um, quickly. This go around, yes, this this go around, Taylor. Mick is much higher on my list um, than he was a couple of years ago. Not to mention he coached at Cincinnati, so he's been in the area. So he certainly has probably some still some old relationships. And he's coached sure, here, great so he, he he gets it. He yeah. knows what this place is like. Yeah. So, and he, but, but to Brad's point, he does have a very pricey 
buyout, I do think it may not be as clear cut as 16 million. I think there might be some other clauses in there that potentially with negotiation could be negotiated down considerably. The Louisville so I think clause. Just, <laughs> yes. Just keep that in mind um, as we get closer to March and closer to coach hiring season. Um, as far as Mick Cronin is concerned, if you really like Mick and you want him to be the pick, uh, don't be discouraged alone by that buyout. Uh, let's go to Damian, who's been holding forever. Damian, welcome in, man. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Uh, before I get to my point, I didn't know if you all had heard this or not, but there's been some massive uh, football news. Uh, Ashton Gelati has just said that he's going to come back next yes. year. So I just want to know if you all had heard that. Uh, also, another massive recruiting weekend for the portal. Uh, it looks like Jeff might secure some some really dangerous wide receivers. I just want to know if y'all have heard about that, and I want to share that. But uh, the guy that just called about coaches, I'm sorry, I'm going to disagree on Chris Beard. Me too. I, I, have, I have a very, 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 very aversion, a high aversion to men that have been accused of that. That's just my personal opinion, and plus I don't think we need any more PR nightmares. So I'm just I'm, – I'm completely I'm not for Chris Beard. Now I am for the other ones he said, but Chris Beard, that would be a no for me. Uh, but I just want to uh, call about – I had called earlier on Ennis' show about how fans that had tried to point this out like James, even though I don't agree with James a lot, I do agree with him on one thing. A lot of fans like me and him were really hurt by how we were treated by people like ex-basketball players and people that are on radio shows, uh, Marcus Maven in particular, how they just basically just, you know, just accused us of stuff that was not was not true. All we, we're, we're intelligible fans, like we've always been told by all the people that have come on the radio that the UNL fan base is an intelligent fan base. And we have gone through so much in the past six, seven years. And when we see something that we knew was not going to work, like we saw last year, and we point that out, you don't turn around and spew venom at those people who are just trying to point out a fact. And what bothers me, like I said on Mark Ennis's show, and what really galls me is now all of a sudden we're supposed to show these people grace that called us out. I'm sorry, it's going to take me a while to get over that. I know if we get a new coach and we're going to want to unite the fan base, but there's a lot of bitter resentment, I think, uh, with a lot of people that are like me that were treated like trash the past year and a half. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, but I just fair. wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that and what y'all think about what Jeff's going to do in the portal uh, this weekend, potentially. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and hopefully bright days are ahead. Go Cards. There we go. Damien, appreciate the phone call as always, man. <clears throat> yeah, Taylor, I mean, I think to his point, um, when you had, you know, the, the KP apologists, whatever you want to call them, um, making up you know, excuses, it, it was it was rampant yesterday. People were blaming the media yep. um, about the whole – um, Karan Davis statement issuing gate, whatever you want to call it there. And I was just like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, just stop. Just, it, you know, you you were wrong in this instance. And it's we've okay to wrong. be wrong. Yes, we've been wrong with some takes in the past too. That's just how it is. Just admit that you were wrong. Admit that it's not going to work out. And then keep it moving. Look, we all cheered when Scott Satterfield won ACC Coach of the Year. We can admit to being wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't last in this business without giving some terrible takes every now and Absolutely. then. Absolutely. 
you don't you don't have um, a sound montage of uh, my co-host beautiful golden pipe singing uh, said coach's name <laughs> in the archives forever exactly you know what i mean and you know still be still be happy he's up the road in i-71 in cincinnati now so you sang yeah, about think, satterfield oh yeah oh, oh gee. zach this is before your time man yeah he had the scott satterfield jingle dude it was oh like wow before the pregame show oh yeah well guess what okay. i'm looking up for the next minute or so <laughs> oh my gosh oh, i can't believe there, that brother. he did yeah, you didn't know that. Uh, but, yeah, I think a lot of people will feel the same way that Damien did. And, you know, again, in, in this business, Taylor, like we're, when we, when we you know, share our opinions, people are going to agree and people are going to disagree. I think we do a fairly good job of, like, hearing people out, agreeing to disagree, and then just keeping it moving. We welcome differing opinions. But then, like like every like every you know instance and in whatever category you want to talk about, you always have um, a few on that you know the fringe side that will just they're dug in and they're never gonna be they're never gonna be wrong, and that's when you just have to agree to disagree. I think most people have come around and realized now it's not personal, it's business. And again, at the end of the day. We all want the same thing. Absolutely. That is for Louisville basketball to be among the nation's elite once again. That's it. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing. 100%. 100%. Uh, Let's go to Jake, who's been waiting now. Jake, welcome into LSL. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I might be just a fuzz long-winded, so bear with me. Just want to go through a little timeline of events. And I know you all have been kind of in the same camp with me ever since the beginning of this fiasco started. I was never sold on the Kenny Payne hire, but just like you all, I was willing to give it give it a chance because he's he was our coach, and this is what we got, and I hope he succeeds. And I remember saying to some people, "I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not sure, and that's a problem." And I, me personally, I was out on Kenny Payne after Game Three last year. You know, one time's an incident, two's a trend. Three is a pattern. And if anybody was able to take a step back and look at the product on the court, they knew after three ball games where this was headed. And, you know, I'll echo Damien and I'll echo James that, you know, there, there were some people around town, Marcus Maven being one of them, when we called into his show, who I used to be a faithful listener of, and pointed out the facts and the obvious. I was hung up on and laughed off the show. And who, I, I don't want to say who's laughing now, but, you know, sit down, man. And poor Rummage. I, I know Rummage is in our camp. He just can't say it on Marcus's show. That's besides the point. Nick is the pick, in my opinion. I'm not a fan of the beard. I'm not a fan of Shaka Smart because he's already had his chance at the big time. And he didn't quite get there, but but Mick Cronin's the guy. That guy's a psychopath, and that's who I want coaching my basketball team. As far as that passion, that passion will be welcomed back on the sideline. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I want a nut job coaching our basketball team. Yep. Uh, On football for just a second, there's a wide receiver, Ja'Cory Brooks, five-star recruit transferring out of Alabama. Yep supposedly making a visit. Guys, you want to talk about a game changer. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, if we if we, we land that guy, we got a whole lot to look forward to, along with Ash and Gelati coming back. That's awesome. 
Uh, I want to say one more thing. You know, we we have all been fighting with each other, and, you know, you've had two different camps of of people on this hire, and really, really, it it all goes back to when Rick was hired after Denny. There's been two camps, and and, and it really really breaks my heart, and all that stuff goes away as long as we're winning. Nobody cares who the coach is as long as we're winning. Yep. But, but but this this whole bringing back a quote unquote Louisville guy or an alumni or whatever none of that stuff matters to most of these people. We just want to win. That's all. That's all. It's all matters. You know, I, I I'm so tired of of every time I open up my my Facebook or Twitter or whatever. We've got people going back and forth because they just want to be right about something. I'm not sure what it is, but at the end of the day. I just want to win basketball games, guys. And, 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 and what, what do we have to get through the winter now? Uh, football recruiting? Because, because Jerry Eves and Daryl Griffith and, and, and that other clown uh, wanted to get their way. You know, and I understand people wanting Josh Hurd to be, to be paraded out in the streets for doing something wrong. Josh didn't have a choice. He had to hire this guy. Given the, the, the former players and a large percentage of the fan base all wanted Kenny, it was Kenny Payne or bust, and then you add in the political climate of 2020 and 2021, the man's hand was forced. You know, I don't fault him at all, unless, you know, which I'm sure he's going to do what needs to be done. But you all are doing the Lord's work. Thank <laughs> you very much for taking my call, and you have a great evening. Thanks for the phone call, man. Yeah, I mean – This is where, though, Taylor, I think once the change is made and once a new coach is brought in, it's going to be a clean – I hope that it's a clean slate. It's going to be a clean slate with the program, obviously, but I also hope it's a clean slate with the fan base because we have to be united. I mean, we're we're in the state of Louisville, right? And and we can't have the state of Louisville fractured um, in addition to being – you know, in the state of Kentucky. Yeah. So it's Louisville like against everybody. To, yeah, man, we have to get back to that mentality. And it might it's gonna take some time. Like Damien said, like I I'm I'm with him on that. But I do think um if the you know, and it's it's a massive hire on the horizon, provided it's 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 the right it's the right person for the job. I think that, that healing of the fan base perspective, because we're not gonna be doing the healing with the program. We're not doing that. But as far Gotta as love the fan base is concerned, love them yeah. up. So maybe we, you know, the, the Cardination can lo- love each other up, and uh, we can move on to um, to greener pastures because this fan base certainly deserves it, man. We've been through um, the mud for what seven, eight years. It seems like goodness gracious. Um, you know, brighter days are ahead, and you know, there's there's a couple more things that need to happen. We, there's a couple more hurdles we have to clear. Um, but I think the horizon will be in in view sooner rather than later. I think so too. Who do we have, uh, Zach? We got Bob. Bob. All right, Bob. Welcome into LSL. What's up, man? Hey guys. Uh, thanks for uh, having the call tonight. Uh, every every week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks I think for listening. Fair, I think it's fairly obvious that uh, you know we're going to know something maybe tomorrow or or Saturday, probably tomorrow. Uh, about Kenny Payne, uh, you know, no longer being coach. I mean, Jeff Goodman tweets this thing out. You know, who's his source? I'm sure he's, you know, heck, the source might be Josh Hurd. I mean, you know, it's 
it, I think it's going to happen, and I think it's standard procedure for the AD before he makes a move like this to talk with the players and team, one, to find out uh, if they're if they're on board or find out if they're not on board or are they going to leave and, and there's big mutiny, but then also to pacify them and make, you know, to find out, uh, you know, who they like as an interim coach on the team. Because from what I, from what I'd heard before, Danny Manning uh, and Nolan Smith were pretty loyal to Kenny Payne. So, if you've got the players, uh, you know, wanting the, a particular coach to be on their side, that that will be important to know uh, for that guy, for Nolan Smith, say. So uh, I'm just, you know, I, I guess I'll be checking the internet and on the radio all day tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you 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 know where to keep keep it locked on ESPN Louisville. We're gonna have you. We'll have you covered for sure. Um, yeah. But I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate your input, uh, Bob. Okay. I mean, again, um, great points brought up there. And, and Taylor, you know, to his point, I, I'm with him. I think, you know, we're going to hear something, I think, sooner rather than later. I think this weekend, yeah. honestly. I think that that's the vibe. That's the feel um, that I'm getting. This so, has Friday news dump written all over it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, then after that, now we're going to turn the page. In terms of interim, and, and I think, though, too, I'm glad that he mentioned that because a lot of people, and again, I'm not going to say I wasn't frustrated um, with with the whole situation. You know, a lot of people want, wanted Heard to make a statement. A lot of people wanted Heard to come out um, and, you know, fire him right away. I, I do think <laughs> right. there has to be, uh, you know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes inertia we don't, we're not privy to, we don't know, but... To Bob's point there, I mean, you're going to have to have an interim lined up. You're going to have to know ahead of time, okay, if this move is made, who would be, you know, who's willing to take this on. Right. Um, I guess you're going to gauge the player's sense of that. Perhaps, according to Jeff Goodman, that's what Josh Hurd is doing now. Uh, For me, I would roll with Nolan. He is simply because he's got that drive. He has, you know, he has the energy. Um, that's something that Danny and Josh do, don't have. Uh, and he also has the drive to be a head coach, so why not? You know what I mean? Why not give him the keys for the last 20 games? Right. See what see what happens. He, he can, um, you know, maybe he can get a few wins in there, and then, you know, when he moves on, um, he can set himself up for a nice coaching job to, you know, to parlay his career going forward as well. So, for me – if if the interim is going to be somebody on this the same staff now, uh, I would my my vote would go with Nolan. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I, I he would be my selection. Um, I, so far, what I've seen from Danny Manning uh, has not doesn't necessarily feel like it's warranted no. him being uh, the interim. Um, but yeah, my my vote would be would be for Nolan. So in case you're just joining us, guys. Uh, Jeff Goodman did tweet this out uh, about an hour ago now. Louisville AD Josh Hurd met with multiple Louisville players today 
to get their thoughts on Kenny Payne and the entire situation with the program before making a decision, sources told at The Messenger. Uh, source said, heard leaning towards making a move with Payne, quote, fairly soon. So that is everything that we have been discussing here in the first hour of the show. So we are up against it. We need to take a break. When we come back, we will continue more of this conversation. Um, I, You know, the text line is blowing up. We got all kinds of texts to get to as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, whatever else you want to get into, E-Money, in, the, in hour number two. All right, sound, sounds like a plan. Uh, more basketball talk, Kenny Payne, hoops discussion, and then um, some more of these big-time names on campus for Jeff Brahm and company. Uh, there is a big-time potential for, for Brahm to land some more studs in this portal class. We'll give you all of those names as well. When hour number two rolls along, you're listening to Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show, right here on 93.9 The Ville. But you know I'm local. Welcome back into hour number two of Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show right here on 93.9 The Ville. I'm Ethan Moore. He's Taylor Lynch. Zach Cantrell behind the glass on the ones and twos. Um, basketball talk, hot and heavy in hour number one. I would venture a guess it will probably be hot <laughs> and heavy in hour number two as well. T-Money, the UPS Jobs text line is on and popping, 3831-939 there. What you got for us? Oh, it is on and popping. Uh, Texture says, hiring KP was like handing a 16-year-old who just got his license the keys to a Ferrari. It was a used Ferrari, and the last owner didn't keep the – right maintenance schedule but it was still a ferrari <laughs> yeah uh let's I, see I don't argue with that analogy. Uh, yeah absolutely uh let's see i think kenny payne's done i was on board with him in the beginning but it's time to go uh i've been in the uh chris jans train lately uh let's go after him uh, uh no thanks i yeah. pass <laughs> Uh, Texas says UofL cannot take anyone like Beard regardless if changes or if charges were filed or not. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, not big on the whole Chris Beard thing. Uh, Texas says Mark Few maybe. Few I feel like has had several chances to leave Gonzaga and he's just. I think he's a lifer, man. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a lifer there. Uh, Texas says why not reach out to Danny Hurley? Uh, we pulled Coach P from the NBA, so why not at least ask or is he out of our price range they didn't exactly pull patino from the nba he'd already been fired by the celtics right yeah no i mean i i don't think i mean that's that's you know i mean uconn is arguably the nation's best basketball program right now i mean i I wouldn't see him leaving uconn for here Mm -hmm. um and two i think i think you know the price range would probably i mean when you're the defending national champion and you're in the top five again he's got it rolling (laughs) Uh, the it would have to take a premium price, but I would not um, I would not get your hopes up. Yeah. Um, for for Hurley to come to Louisville from UConn. Texas says, how ironic would it be to go and get a UCLA coach? The last UCLA coach ended up in the Hall of Fame, and Mick Cronin would be king. Uh, just to get us back into the tournament and on the national map, go Cards. Yeah. I mean, just think about that, Taylor. Even though. 
the standard is the standard for Louisville basketball. You know, if you go, if, you know, whoever the new coach is can get us just to the tournament in his first year, I mean, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a way to start off their career here. Um, and even if it, like we're talking about this year, I mean, like an eight or nine seed, just get to the tournament and then we can build from there. If the new coach can do that um, next season, the, the amount of goodwill they'll build up already just for how poor the results have been the last three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, I'm telling you, um, they could, that could really be a, um, a launch point uh, for this program heading into the future. <laughs> Dexter says, I'm a Kansas grad, but if Manning has made the interim, I'll puke. He needs to go out with Kenny Payne. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, on paper, man, the staff, I mean, outside of Jamison, really, but, I mean, and I still think I want to give Nolan his props because he is the only one that's really brought recruits in here. Yeah. I mean, maybe KP gets some credit for some of them as well, uh, but he and Nolan, I mean, are responsible for, I think, like 99%, if not 100%, of the prospects mm. that are on the roster now, so... Uh, you know, say what you will about that, but still, that that's you know that is ultimately the results. And you know, again, I think Nolan Smith brings that energy component. If there's an interim on this staff, my vote would be for Nolan to get it. Um, and yeah, I, nothing that, that we still don't know what Josh Jamison does. I don't know. I mean, Danny <laughs> holds Manning a clipboard. Again. I know he holds yeah. a clipboard. I, does he even write on it? I mean, is there anything on there? Or does he just hold it and look at it? I it's Hangman. He's playing hangman all game. Oh, goodness. You know, so <laughs> who knows, man? I mean, it's just like – what? and whoever would have thought that we were like not honestly asking ourselves what are the assistant – well, actually, what are the what is the coaching staff doing? Like when you're asked Coach Payne and these post-game pressers, there, it's generalities. I need them to fight. I need them to not play selfish. Oh. Well, then why are they still... I need them to understand what we're trying to do. We all want to know what you're trying to do. Yeah, what is it that you're trying to do? We're Um, all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to understand what it is they're trying to do because we don't know what it is. And and, and unfortunately, the staff doesn't either. I mean, you know, the, the, the evidence bears that out. Again, we trust our eyes. You know what you see, and... There's no offensive philosophy. There's no defensive identity. And, you know, the, the the offensive game plan of attacking the basket in hopes of drawing a foul is not a sustainable uh, objective for your offensive philosophy. It's just not. And it's, again, bearing that's, that's bearing itself out before our very eyes as well there. It's just, it's you know, it's been a disaster. And the quicker this thing is over with, the better for the program, the better for the players, and the better for the coaches themselves. I'm sure they're not enjoying this. Um, but you know what? That that's that's the nature of the business. Yeah. Ex Cardinal or not, dude, like you can't be eight and thirty four, two and twenty in ACC play in your career here, and then expect people to be okay with that. People are furious, they have every right to be, and you know, that's why uh, his job is in serious jeopardy here in these next um, 24, 48 hours. Texter uh, text in Billy Donovan. 
I don't think he's I leaving. I don't see him coming back. No, I don't see I don't see him returning to the college game. And he's been out so long. I mean, just think about it. Yeah, that NIL was the complaint wasn't with, thought of. Yeah, that was the complaint yeah. with my one of my complaints with Kenny Payne. Was, not not to mention Billy Donovan and uh, is pretty close with Rick Pitino. So I don't think he's too happy with the way that whole thing mm, ended. Exactly. Billy That's the kid. a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not going to want to do that. But but T, you were on it, man, from the start. You you were never you were uneasy. Uh, from the start with the KP hire, um, and un- you know, unfortunately, you were you were dead on correct yeah. for the you know, unfortunately for the basketball program wise. But yeah, that's that's where we are. So um, you can't sustain losses to bum teams like the Paul uh, Arkansas State, who is now just four and seven in the Sun Belt. Looked like you, you could just tell Taylor watching the game. That they were the the much better coach team. They had more energy from the very beginning of the game. Yeah. They were flying around the court. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They attacking the basket with with um, aggressiveness, getting to the rim. They were the much smaller team. Still out rebounded the the cards. They bullied them. You had a guy doing the L's down <laughs> in the first half. Like what? It's just it's it's just again. It's hard to put in. To words sometimes. I mean, sad, mad, disgusting, um, egregious, whatever you want to say. It's just like it's a bizarro world, dude. It's like the twilight zone. It's the twilight zone. You you look at the at the uh, the camera angles of the Yum Center. You got what three thousand people in there? Yeah, if that. That's generous. And again, everybody, listen. The fans are mad. The the call into us and and all of the shows on the ESPN Louisville networks. Um, we're, you know, we're upset, but again, it, it that pales in comparison to all those empty seats, all of the suites that are empty and not being used. That speaks volumes uh, much louder um, than us complaining about the current state of affairs. And you and I have split and done these post game shows all season so far, and every week, every show that we do, you always have a couple of people call in. Uh, that are your your KP apologists and that are, you know, we just need to be patient and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they give you all the reason. Last night was the first post-game show that I have done where there was not a single call like that. And I thought that was really odd. There shouldn't be. I thought that was really odd, though, because, you know, you expect at least one, but there were no calls like that last night. Everybody was ready for this thing to be over with. Yeah, and you're at the point now where, like, what what are you going to say to defend? You cannot defend the indefensible. I mean, like, there's literally everything that we were saying months ago, everything that was that, you know, we've been saying for weeks yeah. is is coming to fruition. So the show question that we threw out on Twitter, at Elville Sports without an O Live, uh, is what was your first – inkling of things were not going right with the program what was your first sense of like ooh, we're in trouble taylor i'm going to ask you zach then i want you to share and then i will share mine do you remember when kenny payne stood up at his introductory press conference and the entire time talked about you know his his friends basically convincing him to to come here and basically having to twist his arm to, to come here and, and, and be the head coach. And it all came oh, yeah. off as, as a, I'm going to do you guys a favor. 
and I'm going to come here and I'm going to be the head coach. That was my that was red flag number one. That this is not this this is not going to work out. This guy feels like he's doing us a favor. He's he's trying to be the savior and come in here and on his white horse and save the day. And we dude, I, we don't need that. We need a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know that was several others. Uh, fans as well. I'm going to check our Twitter feed to see some other people have said. Zach, what what was what was the first kind of incident that you remember that were like, oh boy? Yeah, basically all of his uh, post game press conferences. But losing the exhibition game to Leanne Rhymes and then losing the first three games last year against gimme teams, like that was right as I was about to move here. And even then, I realized, oh boy, this mm. isn't going to work. And <laughs> I do remember the Kenny Payne press conference when he basically acted like he was doing us a favor, mm-hmm. but. The other thing that stood out to me is like because when I moved here, I started doing basically every post game, and it was the same thing over and over again. He, the lack of an answer in the post game press conference, the fact that he never took accountability, the fact that he's throwing his players under the bus. Like it wasn't a one certain particular moment for me. It was just kind of a buildup. Like I could survive a bad season. But when you're making the same mistakes over and over and you can't message things correctly, Mm -hmm. you can't manage people correctly, I knew Kenny Payne wasn't going to work right away. I would have fired him after last year. There's no doubt about it. Like what? But the losing the first three games, losing to Bellarmine, I think that was the first moment. I'm like, this is not going to work. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, and and I've shared this story before, um, I went with a buddy to, uh, it was in June, um, before KP had coached, and oh, they, yeah. they, were, they were speaking to season ticket holders there. And somebody was asking about the NIL. Um, it, it was, even before like we, we, the NIL that we know now, it was, it was still kind of new. There wasn't a, a whole lot of regulations. And he went on and on about, like, I don't want to bring players here for NIL. I want them to come here to play for Louisville, and then we can kind of address it on the back end after they commit. My friend and I looked at each other and was like, uh. uh? <laughs> like, and then, and then and the, at the time, people were clapping. Like, what? No. This is why we hired you. Wrong answer. To get these players. <laughs> Y'all didn't have a problem with that when you up the team up the road with Nike, when it wasn't legal, and now you want to be like, no, I don't, we don't want to do that. Like, no, no, no. And so, but then again, you had people saying, no, you didn't, you misconstrued what he said. He's not anti NIL, but he just wants to like, okay, if he's not anti NIL, he's not fully embracing it. But then you had people that were arguing that he is fully embracing it. So that for me. Was um was a major one again the Leanne Rhymes loss that that to me was like oh my gosh, but with that Leanne Rhymes loss it was him laughing, and and smiling with Everett yes. Sullivan and the handshake line that was another one for me, because I was just like you this is if this counted this would be the worst loss in the history of the program and at least in the modern era. And there's a lot that can compete with it in the Kenny Payne era. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that you would smile and 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 laugh after that loss, and then say you needed that, you needed that. Uh, I think he called it a butt whooping. We needed that butt whooping. No, we didn't. No, yeah, no, no, you didn't. Took plenty of those. 
yeah, the, the year before. That's why we. That's why you were hired. We we didn't want to continue to take those, and that that for me, and then, I think. You know, Zach mentioned the first one loss games. Um, that was concerning to me, but it still wasn't as a massive of a, of a red flag as um, the Leon Rimes loss and that statement for me that he made with the season ticket holders. I think it was getting just waxed in Maui, just not even oh, yeah. competitive. And you're just like, um, okay, what's, go- what's going on here? Then I think we followed that up with a loss to Lipscomb. Um, and then even again, even again, the, the win over Florida A&M, they were scraping by. And, and again, people were upset at, at me for and others like us that were bemoaning that win over Florida A&M and acting like we should just be grateful that they even beat them. Right. And that's what that's really when my alarm bells went off. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like people are don't even realize that they're massively lowering their expectations for this program and they don't even realize it. Um, but again, it looks like again the writing's on the wall. Change is going to be made. We don't know when. Um, hopefully, it's sooner rather than later, uh, because if not, that Thursday game against the team up the road when Oof. it's the Yum Center is going to look like Rupp West. Um, that's that's when it's going to ratchet up another notch um, to 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 the anger we haven't seen before. I thought that was when the move was going to be made. Was because they basically have two weeks off after the Kentucky yeah, game before they play. Uh, their ACC schedule. I thought that's when it would happen. It sounds like it might happen earlier than that because they don't want the embarrassment of losing by 50 to the team up the road, which right. they're probably going to have anyway. I mean, but then again, Calipari, if you know, he might just choose to win that game by 25, so he doesn't embarrass KP on his Jeez. way out. But yeah. man, like yeah. again, but how do we just? How have we gotten to the point where that game, which is one of the great rivalries in all of college basketball, it just it means nothing. There's no, we're not even talking about it. Yeah, it, no, it, it's an afterthought. Because why? I mean, literally, like, why do like matchup versus matchup? You know what I mean? Like, why even talk about DJ Wagner versus Sky Clark? Okay, uh, and it, yeah, who we don't cares? have we don't have any three point shooters. They have like the, every single one of their players can knock them down. They have better athleticism. They have better talent. They have more height. They're better. Coach, and Louisville never pulls their weight. Yeah. They Louisville never pulls their weight in this series anyway. So yeah, it's like it's pointless to try to analyze this game. We know, unfortunately, we know the end result. Let's go back to the phone lines. Wayne has been patiently waiting. Welcome in, man. What's up? Man, what's up, man? Smooth. What's going on? Oh, it's your your world, man. (laughs) You know, I'm always listening and enjoying, and I'm I'm not calling to. Do a gripe session because we we see what it is. That serves no purpose. Uh, but the thing of it is, I I, I hate it for KP because I wanted him to be successful. But it, it's not <laughs> it, it, using the pun. It's just not in the cards. And the the thing that the the, the thing that's disturbing to me, it, it was a combination of things. It's the coaching and the players. I it, it, you know both entities have fault. For one, the, the, the coaching is not there, and it's just, that's because of inexperience. And then also the players, I don't don't really know if 
if they're really comprehending. And, and what I saw last night, I, I could not believe so many backdoors and um, blow bags. It's no, it's no need for that. A simple, a simple remedy for that is you're going to play zone, zone only, position basketball, yeah. and you, you won't get, you won't get all those blow bar, blow bags. That won't happen because the zone present will prevent that because you're in a position and that's where you stay. So that's, that's basic basketball, and 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 that's that's what I see. But and, and I, like I, you know, people complaining about well, Josh Hurd. I knew Josh Hurd would do what he'll do what is necessary, and and I I, I have and then the, the people talking about uh, Donovan and uh, Jerry. That's not gonna happen. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh wow! Excuse me, guys. That's a pipe dream. That won't happen. Because Jay Wright's not going to leave Philly, and Donovan's been out of the game too long. So, realistically, it's three people that I, I see they they could potentially get, and any any one of these three would do an excellent job. Shaka Smart, he would be number one on my list. I really like him. Him and I like Tang at K State, and uh, the guy from Florida Atlantic, uh, Dusty May. They could get. They could get they could get one of those guys, I think, because the money would oh, be yeah. right, and they don't have uh, an exorbitant uh, uh, buyout. But and, and another thing, for KP, let the man go out with dignity. We see what it is. It it, it, it just didn't work for him. But it's no it's no need to be insulting like some of our fans do. I, I understand they pissed off, mad, but all this crazy talk. That, that's stupid. That 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 what that does. We are, we understand you're frustrated, but it shows your ignorance. You know, you it it's it, it's it's a, a situation that didn't work. So it's it's no it's no need of throwing more coals on the fire. We see we see we see what it is, and the change will be made. And and like I said, if, if it's going to be an interim, I, I agree with you guys. Nolan Smith would be the man for it, and let him get his his feet wet because he he wants to be a head coach. So this is an opportunity to learn, and and I think he would do all right. And then the players, you know, they I, I think they won't make a move until they see who the new coach is going to be, and that would be the proper thing to do, uh, as to, to keep some some type of stability with the team. You got to wait till the end of the season, anyway, to to hire a particular coach. There's no coach is going to leave in the middle of the season. No coach, no coach would do that. So that no. that's what they got to wait on. Now, but you can believe, you know, they they go through these agents, and there's there's talk. You you know, it's talk going on. We don't know with who, but there's. As we, as we say, the back channels. There's talk going on, and we don't we don't know who it's going to be. But I can I can say this: whoever it's going to be, will will we'll have the necessary credentials and the coaching experience uh, to be successful. And they'll they'll whoever it is, 
we'll do things a little bit differently. Um, and that's 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 what these these kids need because uh, KP, I was really surprised that you if you see something the guys are not doing, send them down. If you if you right. can't follow instructions, you got to sit over with me. I don't care if you get mad. I don't care if you get pissed off. But you got to do it the right way. And, and and that's the only way you're going to be successful. You got to know who's in control, not the players, the coach. And you 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 can't worry about hurt feelings. You you got to do what you has to do. And, and if they can't <coughs> excuse me, and if they can't follow instructions, it's like when I played many, many years ago. If you can't follow instructions, you gotta sit over with me and observe the game. Then when you when you see what we're trying to do, then I will make the decision to let you get back in if you get back in. Yeah. And and you'll learn. And that's 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 what's needed. But at the end of the day, I think uh, <coughs> KP. It, it just didn't work, you know. He he he's got the, the recruiting. <coughs> excuse me, recruiting contract and all Bless that. Bless you. But thank you. But it it, it just didn't work, and it, you know you you can't blame anybody. It it just didn't work, and and that's yeah. what happened. And then with the Deron Davis. Situation that was that was crazy, but you know he's going on and, and everybody's got to move on. But all these people to call in, they're they're saying nothing different. You know they they keep saying the same thing over and over and over. But the, whoever the new coach is going to be, it'll be the right person, and 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 you have to, you just have to be patient, and we'll see who it is. <laughs> And then, and but I always say, guys, you know you're you're the best, and and like I said, I, I just hope people cooler heads will will prevail, and it's no it's no need to dogging somebody out because you already see what it is. So it, you have to sit down and think with sense, dogging the man out. What what does that prove? What does that do? It lets it, it you um, get some. Frustration, all but yeah. And I think yeah, I think yeah. At the, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it didn't work. Uh, hopefully, right. everybody. If once KP has his exit strategy, um, people can keep it respectful. Um, you know, and then hopefully though too, they can reach an agreement, and and then he can he can you know ride off into the sunset, and it's not going right. to be. Um, you know, a massive issue, and they can part ways. Uh, the tenure, the tenure didn't work out, but if we can have an exit or a graceful exit, um, I think that that can at least, um, right? You know, not put, not tarnish um, all of his tenure here. If he can just exit gracefully, hopefully that is the case. Right, and that would be good for everybody concerned. All of this, this negativity. Is, is just sickening because we all we all follow the game. We see what it is, and like I said, just throwing more coal on the fire that that, that doesn't solve or prove anything. It, it 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 it's a way to do things, and and just chalk it up. It didn't work. 
Okay, so since it didn't work, you got to move on. And and one thing that could happen, but I don't know if he would do that. Well, Josh Hurst is going to make a change anyway. He could bow out gracefully, uh, but I don't I don't think he because he and I think in his own mind he thinks he could still make it work, but I don't know. But it, it's it's just going on the same, seeing more seeing more of the same. And I I hate it for him, yeah, but it's just not working. Yeah. But you know, EAT, not, man, you guys are the best. And, you know, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you all giving me my shot, cough and all. <laughs> and uh, well, I hope, I hope you feel better. Yeah, I do too, man. You, you guys uh, have a good evening. And what we say at the end of the day, go Cards. Go Cards. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it, man. One time. Yeah, man. So I think that's that's another angle of this, Taylor, is what does the exit look like? Because I don't want it to be where, like, um, the, like the, the, the negotiations stall. Um, you know, I, I certainly would see why people would be like, listen, if KP's owed X amount of dollars, then that's how much he should get, period, end of story. Uh, but hopefully, if, if, you know, he's not having any fun. There's no way he could if, be enjoying this. There's no, no, no way. So maybe if you can just negotiate something that's fair, um, gracefully bow out, and then, you know, if he wants to get back in the NBA as an assistant or the college game as an assistant, he's going to have plenty of time um, to to kind of see where his next stop is as well. Same with um, Louisville's assistants. We know we we hope that, that you know, they're successful in their next stops. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not working. It hasn't worked. This has failed. And, you know, it's after a failure. You got you got to figure out, uh, you know, what went wrong, and you got to get the – you got to – have the right hire going forward. They've Josh Hurd's got to nail the next one because this this basketball pro- program desperately needs the right person in charge to get things back on track. If he doesn't nail this one, he's not going to get a chance to nail a third one. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, the stakes are that high. I, th- I think the stakes are that high. I think another red flag with Kenny was the hiring of Danny Manning. Like he wanted to bring in somebody that had been a head coach that had been through the ACC that had some experience. And he brings in Danny Manning, like of all the former coaches in the, in the ACC that you could bring in as an assistant, the guy that got waxed repeatedly at Wake Forest, probably not the one you want to bring in as your, as, as your guide through the, through the ACC. Yeah, I know. I, I liked it. I'll be honest with you. I mean, for I, I liked um, the Danny Manning hire. I love the Nolan Smith hire. Nolan Smith um, was great. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. And then again, uh, as Blank calls him, Jumpman Josh. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Like again, when you, you hire an ops guy and he doesn't have any recruiting experience from a Nike school, that's that's not going to bode well. And and it hasn't, but yeah, I, I'm I'm all for a graceful exit. Yep. Let's get let's get an agreement in place. Let's let's give them a fair settlement and move on, uh, and then we can you know we can maybe actually talk about the games and stuff and and in and of itself and not how bad um, KP is or you know how bad of a failure his tenure has been and we can maybe just break down the games and 
talk about the games going forward. And then as we close out the basketball season, then we can kind of zero in on, on the, the targets for, for this Louisville job. Uh, because, you know, once, once it, once it opens up, Taylor, this is still, you know, a dream job, a destination job, um, in college basketball, but we have to get this right. We have to get the right person in place. We're going to have plenty of time. Uh, Josh is going to have plenty of time to make his decision and to, to vet and interview folks, uh, but it, he's got to nail it. You and I both know that when this is made official, whether it's tomorrow or Saturday or what, um, you and I both know that these post-game shows, we're just, it's going to be, so who's going to be the next head coach? So <laughs> that's all we're going to do. That's all we're going to do. We're going to do an hour of who's going to be the next head coach at the end of every game. Or, you know what we could do? As we're producing on air, we could have like um, a new like a, a new segment, like the top five coaching candidates, what the record is, <laughs> who they beat, you know, look ahead to the next there, schedule. There you go. Season preview. Right. Yeah, let's just do, yeah. who does Jerome Tang have this week? Right. Who does Chris Beard have? Like, have some we're kind of like. highlighting a different coach at we the, gotta have like, every post-game show. Like the X-Files yes. music or something. Kansas State checks in uh, at seven and three <laughs> on the year. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker. Um, I know uh, Coach Tang is very disappointed. Uh, you know, I wonder what you know what he would say when he's asked this in the postgame presser <laughs> if he's a Louisville coach. I mean, yeah, we, we yeah we got to have some fun with it. Absolutely, uh, but hopefully, but hopefully too. Once like all of this drama has subsided and there's actual games that maybe. We can get a hand. Am I being greedy? Maybe we can get a handful of games that it's like, oh, this was an entertaining watch. Louisville won. Oh, they kind of did this down the stretch. I hope so. Maybe. I mean, we're well, too greedy. Uh, you're probably being too greedy, but it, it's a nice thought. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad thought. We'll I see. appreciate that head pat. Yeah. Who'd you, you say we had, Zach? Ryan or Brian? Ryan. All right. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome into LSL, man. What's up? What's up, guys? What's up, Ethan? What's up, dude? Hey, good Ryan here, man. I'm good, That's man. Right. Oh, he's made a return. Yes. The best tailgate setup in in Cardinal football. I might be biased because he's a friend of mine. <laughs> but he has the best setup. I mean, yes, he does. a man makes all old fashions, uh, has all of the Was trainings. that where I got my slushy I mean, from? Is that where you got me my slushy? Yes. There we go. Yes. Bourbon slushy, correct. dude. That's I'm what I'm talking you. about. I don't want to give away That's all correct. your secrets, man. Because My wife doesn't have, even you know, like bourbon, Ryan, but she took it from me. And so Ethan had to go get me a new one. So, <laughs> well, yeah, well, next year you'll have to come get your own. There we go. Hey, so I'll say this. I'll, I'll be quick. The difference between this hire and the last hire is there's no cloud hanging over us for this hire. So nope. when you go to get a coach, you're not having to sell them on the FBI situation and what kind of sanctions we may or may not have coming down the pike. That's all done. So I, I think that this hire is going to be a bigger splash and a bigger slam dunk um, than the last one and even you know the previous one. So uh, hopefully hopefully this happens sooner rather than later. Um, if it does happen, what are the odds that he sits behind the other bench next Thursday wearing a different color? <laughs> that would be that would be as ironic as it, as it can be. But anyways, I'm always going to go to the games. I was there last night. I'll be there Sunday. I'll be there next Thursday. Take care. Go cards. All right, man. Yeah. Bird and Ryan, dude, he is um, dedicated. He is the, 
definition textbook uh, diehard fan, man. He, he is there. He has season basketball tickets. Um, God bless him. So what does your gut tell you? Is Kenny Payne coaching on Sunday? Man. Until that Goodman tweet, I would have said yes. I think generally I feel I feel like they're they're crossing the T's and dotting the I's right now tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And then um they're kind of hashing out the exit strategy. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I think it I think it's a no. I think it's I a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. I don't think that you don't get the Jeff Goodman tweet tonight, and then have Kenny go into that game on Sunday as a lame duck. Yeah, great point. I just said, who yeah. gets fired first, KP or Brandon Staley? Because the Raiders are up thirty-five to nothing wow. in the second quarter. They went over by themselves. Uh, of course, I took the under. I'm never Ooh, been. I did too. Ooh. I I took the under unders, as well. Dude, unders are the worst way to die. Like you, you, no way, no way. I don't think KP's coaching Sunday. I would have before that Goodman tweet. I would have said they're getting rid of him in between team up the road and yeah, ACC play. That's what I now thought. I think if you're this deep into it, the decision's already been made. I yeah. think. And then, and then too, like just look no further than the last two games, like. He's making the decision for himself, mm-hmm. and we said this weeks ago. When, if and when KP got fired, like he's firing himself. Yeah. There's not going to be any controversy. There's not going to be any argument when you're eight and thirty-four, and two and twenty in ACC play. You're firing yourself, and this is this looks like we're on the cusp of it. Yeah, I again, I, I go back to you. Don't have that Jeff Goodman tweet. And then go through tomorrow and Saturday, and get to Sunday, and and he's still on the sidelines. Like it, you just, for so many reasons, you just can't do that. No. No. So I mean, we'll see, and then hopefully, man, so hopefully, is it tomorrow? We can get. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't see it being on Saturday. We're gonna get the Friday news dump. Is yeah, we're gonna, gonna get, we're gonna get the Friday news dump, and then we're all gonna be in here till midnight tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. We're all going to be in here doing uh, loads of extended coverage. Reaction. Because you know that's what, um, we, that's what we do around here. And that's that's one thing that you can uh, you can set your clock to is, is that if there is breaking news, whenever this happens, tomorrow or Saturday, we're all over. We will be able to be all hands on deck and we will all be in here and we will cycle through and everybody will take an hour or two and... And it's just that's what we do. That is exactly what we do. All right, you want to talk a little football before let's, we wrap things let's up? Let's do it, man. Ashton Jelani's so, coming back, yes, baby. Posit- yeah. Let's do some positivity. Ashton Jelani and Thor on the same defensive line. Is this a Marvel movie or a football team? Right, exactly. Ooh, let's eat. I, I love know they're it. going to be feasting. Where's that cornucopia centerpiece? <laughs> Get it. Uh, there's a couple um, big time recruits. Uh, that are um, will be making their way uh, to campus, or they are on campus currently. Number one um, is Colin Lacey. Yes. He is a very talented wide receiver from South Alabama, 5'10", 190. 
Um, I don't have his stats in front of me, but he is on. Um, I actually had 91 catches for 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, that is a pretty solid season. 91 catches, 1,300 yards, and seven TDs. Also a name that we are familiar with uh, from a, an opponent this year, Jalen Lucas. Listed as an athlete slash running back for IU. Yep. He will be visiting as well. And he was also a target from the previous staff um, uh, originally when he first came out of high school. You've so, also got um, Ja'Cory Brooks uh, from Alabama. Him, bro. He is yes. uh, 6'2", 195, uh, junior from Miami, Florida. Uh, only had three receptions for 30 yards uh, this season. Uh, but in 2022, he had 39 receptions for 674 yards and eight touchdowns. I'll take him. I will take him. Um, speaking of, uh, you mentioned that that young man's from Miami. How about a player currently um, still on the Miami Hurricanes roster, although he's now in the portal, Don Chaney, a running back 5'10", 208, uh, he uh, had a few carries against the Cards last month. Mm-hmm. He is on campus um, as well. Uh, very talented running back from Miami. Very powerful back. Also, a couple of other names. Um, Victor Cutler, an offensive lineman. Aeneas Peebles. Uh, Peebles from Duke. From Duke, uh, defensive yes. Defensive lineman. Very talented young man there as well. They're that would all, be huge uh, to get him with Ashton coming back. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about a dominant defensive line. Um, that's, again, Jeff Brom and company, they killed the portal last year. They're already well on their way of doing that. They landed a very talented offensive lineman, defensive lineman, tight ends, got their quarterback already in the fold. Uh, they're putting in work, man, and, and the results are showing, showing through and through early on. Very excited to see uh, what this portal hall will, um, will bring us here in the next few weeks, man. Looking forward to it. Now, one thing that we haven't really heard a ton about uh, really in the last week uh, since the initial report, have you heard, I haven't seen anything else on DJU because he was interested in Louisville. Louisville is interested in him. Uh, He's also interested in Florida State. I know he's taking a Florida State visit. Um, I'm not sure how much the Tyler Shuck commitment maybe changes things um but have you heard anything else on on dju i have not um i don't feel like louisville's gonna sign another quarterback in Mm -hmm. this transfer portal class Mm -hmm. um i certainly was intrigued by uh by having dj um but i don't think i think shuck is gonna be your starter in pencil pierce clarkson Brady Allen are going to be the backups. And those guys better be ready because, as we mentioned, Tyler Shook, he's had an injury every year of his career, yeah. some serious injury. So Pierce Clarkson, those guys got to be ready to go. I do love seeing Brom hit the portal. I wonder if this is going to be a trend. Like, are they always going to go try and get a portal quarterback? Are they always going to be this active? Or is, is that kind of the identity now? Because I think you have to. Yeah. I think in this age, like, you want to balance for sure, but especially with quarterbacks, at least for now – Louisville is not one of the first five or ten schools. Like, if you're going after the number one quarterback recruit in the country, Louisville's probably not on that list yet. But if you can have success with transfer portal quarterbacks, 
soon those yeah. high school guys will start considering Louisville if they see you got this out of Jack Plummer, you mm-hmm. get this out of Tyler Shook, and I'm better than both of those guys combined. Imagine what Jeff Brom can do for me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I think I think as well as what you saw, like if you're a wide receiver, for example, um, the young man from South Alabama, Colin Lacey, he, according to on three, off three, whatever you want to call him, he is their number one receiver in their portal ranking. You think he wasn't watching what they did with Jamari Thrash this season? Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's that's that, you know, when you have that opening like that, and Isaac Garendo to a lesser extent in yep. the backfield. You see that you're gonna get you're gonna get the ball in your hands. You're going to be able to you're gonna be able to make plays um, at a variety of uh, chances. You're gonna have a variety of chances um, and a variety of formations. We're gonna showcase your talent. We're gonna get you in space with the ability to make plays. And yeah, look no further. Like you know, you want to say, um, hey, Colin, you wanna you wanna you wanna Phil uh, Jamari Thrash's role. Here's how he used him. Here was his statistics in an injury-riddled second half of his year. Right. He still put up those numbers hurt. And this is what we can do for you. Uh, it's a good little pipeline to start, man. I'm telling you what. You think, uh, based on some of the commitments that Louisville has gotten already, uh, you think uh, Jeff was kind of frustrated with not being able to utilize the tight end in the in the offense this season because man. he straight went to the portal and was like, let me get that one, let me get that one, let me get that one. We are throwing to the tight end this season, damn it, come hell or high water. We're going to play with, what, five tight ends next year? <laughs> Right. Well, we gonna we're gonna run the early Patriots offense when it was Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. That's yes. gonna be the the Louisville offense yes. next year. Just throw to the tight ends. Yeah, it's yeah. such so, an integral part of the offense, and to not be able to do it consistently this this season had to kill some of what they wanted to do offensively. Um, yeah, it just opens up the complete middle of the field. Oh, so yeah. now you're able to attack the perimeters a little more, and you you're probably gonna have to rely more on Tyler Shook without having Jawar Jordan back, not knowing exactly what the running back room is going to look like next year. Right. Yeah. So, but but again, it's nice to have, you know, some big-time names on campus. And that's that's the fun thing with this um, free agency. I mean, the portal season. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you have all of these players, like, you might not hear, like, I would not be shocked at all if we heard of two or three more names that are studs that you just don't know about until after the fact or when they're already on campus. I mean, that's going to happen in this portal season uh, because, you know, these kids want to want to find uh, where their next home is. And a lot of the times they don't want to make multiple visits. If they if they start, if they establish a good relationship with the coaching staff, then you you want to take a visit. Well, more often than not, that one visit can lead to a commitment. So, uh, not all the time, but I, I still think that um, you know once you get them on campus in the portal, you have a very high probability of landing them. And speaking of the running backs, I mean Louisville is getting a visit uh, from former Mississippi State uh, running back. Uh, what was his name here? Uh, Jaquavius uh, Marks. He yeah, was the, well over a thousand yards. Yeah, right? well over a thousand yard rusher. He is going to visit. I believe he's going to be here this weekend. So I'm telling you, just re- reload, baby. Come on, mm-hmm. and then just think now, if you have a quarterback that can make those deep throws like Brom wants, you have the tight ends now that he wants to utilize in his defense. You can re- you can replenish um, your stud receiver and your stud running backs that are off to the NFL 
I mean, that's that's why we hired Brom for an exciting offense to win games. He's doing that. But just think, Taylor, now with the pieces in place that he's going to have, a talented offensive line, you have talented receivers returning in Kevin Coleman and AHB. You have already so many more pieces in place that know your system compared to this time last year. Man, looking for that offense to light up the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, they are going to they are going to put points on the board next season, hopefully, in a way that I think everyone kind of hoped they would, and they did at times this season. Uh, but you could definitely tell they were a few pieces away offensively from really being able to do what Jeff Brown wanted to do, and I think that he has addressed a lot of those needs. Uh, already in this in this portal class and i think it's only gonna get better what percentage of the playbook do you think we got to see this year out of jeff brom oh gosh um 70 60 to 70 percent yeah that's what i'm thinking like there's a lot more out there and i do like that he actually ran the ball as opposed to what he did at purdue where they Mm -hmm. threw the ball 50 times a game yeah so that that gives me optimism that they're going to continue to use the running game but it did feel like that they didn't quite open it up the way that he wanted to and i don't think it's just because of Jack Plummer. He gets all the brunt. Jeez, 42 nothing Raiders, and they're about to go to oh halftime. Oh, my gosh. Halftime? Yeah, 42 nothing. Wow. Like, wow. Brandon job, Staley good might good. get fired tomorrow before Kenny Payne does. Can I um? Can I opt out of this bet? <laughs> yeah, can, can you get your – yeah, what do you, what do you what will you get back, you know, a couple pennies? No, no. Yeah, it was going to be like $1.72. Yeah, but just cash out. It's already, but it's still at halftime. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. Can you imagine betting the under and then one of the teams goes over it by themselves in a half? In That's first brutal. Half, yeah. That is brutal. Yeah. That's so a I bad beat. That, and that's why I don't ever bet on the NFL because I always lose. And, I, you know, what? I was bored. I said, you know, it's Thursday night game. I'm not going to watch it. Why not? We're going to be talking Louisville sports. I'll throw a few shekels on it and then just forget it. Exactly. And then, you know, Zach gave the score update and I already lost in the first half. You're like, sweet. Great. Not even halftime. And I'm already out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you live and you learn, I guess. Um, so what do we think? Um, early on, I'm not even going to talk about the Pepperdine game, USC, Louisville, Holiday Bowl. We're going to have another show before that game. That's right. But your initial impressions on who has opted out for both sides. Um, obviously, not having Jawar Jordan is going to be – it's a blow um, not having him. But you will have Isaac Rendo back there uh, to run the ball, so you feel pretty good about that. Um, that is really the only major opt-out for Louisville in this game now USC has had a ton and I don't know who they're going to even play on the offensive side of the ball uh, I mean, be- yeah the court obviously Caleb Williams yes their leading receiver and rusher Re- are yeah. all not playing they're all out and defensively I mean they were terrible this season and some of their starters have opted out as well so you know this feels like a game where you're going to see some new faces for Louisville um, you're going to see some guys that maybe didn't play a ton this season um, that are going to be relied upon next year. So they're going to get out and they're going to get an opportunity against a Big Ten team in uh, in USC. So you know, I, I I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. I think Louisville's going to win. Um, 
But I, I think it's going to... They, they need to. Yeah. When you have like all of your playmakers, yeah, that, that, that needs to be a win. You talk about the ultimate cure for the Louisville offense, go play USC's defense. Yeah, Because absolutely. they can't yeah. stop a nosebleed. No. This, I, I wonder who's going to play quarterback. Is it going to be Jack, or are we going to see the next guys up? I think you're going to see Jack Plummer. Jack. At least so. for at least At least for a half. Yeah. I do think, though, guys, the only difference... With Jack and compared to the ACC championship, if he does have like a horrible quarter like he did, uh, like for the entire game, I, d- I feel like Brom will be quicker to go with somebody else. Maybe not the rest of the game, but for a series or two, if Jack struggles, whereas you knew from the jump he, he wasn't going to take him out, even though, in my opinion, I think he should have yeah. in that game against Florida State. Well, I, I, I even feel like. Regardless of uh, whether Jack struggles or doesn't struggle, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see another quarterback or two, just because you got to get these guys experience. You got to treat this like yeah. a, your first spring game. You absolutely do. You, you got to see what do. these guys got in a real live game. Let's see what they can do. But see, I, I would, and I know in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But I really want Louisville to win the game. Oh yeah. Ahead of ahead of, you know, seeing what guys if you can if you can do both, that would be fantastic. But I want more emphasis on winning the game. If you could beat USC in a bowl game to finish with eleven wins on the season, I mean, you want to stop the losing streak too. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to end a great year with three straight L's. Yep. You don't. Solidify your finish in the top fifteen. Get your eleventh win. Overall, hell of a year. 100%. 100%. And I cannot wait. We have a, like you said, we're going to have another show before that game. So we will get into all of that fun stuff next week. Uh, we'll do a, we'll do a holiday bowl show next week. Yeah, there, there we go. All right, guys and gals. Thank you so much for listening to Louisville sports live. We always appreciate you um, calling us, tweeting us, texting us. We appreciate this, this discussion for two hours each week. Um, Zachy C will be podcasting this bad boy, so if you missed any portion of the show, you can check it out on the ESPN Louisville slash 939theville.com website and also on our Twitter page at Elville Sports with I don't know live. Uh, for Taylor Lynch, I'm Ethan Moore and Zach Antrell. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great evening, and until next time, go cards! Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com.